Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. This is Power Couple Financial Podcast with Ariel Gonzalez from Arrive Financial and Insurance Services and his wife, the 403B doctor, Adela Gonzalez. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Ariel and Adela provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Power Couple Financial Podcast with Ariel and Adela Gonzalez. Hey everybody, welcome to the Power Couple Financial, Financial Podcast. Podcast. I'm here with my awesome wife, Adela, and my buddy, Carlos Lozano. Carlos, what's up, brother? Uh, just hanging out, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And the reason why you guys have Carlos on the uh, the podcast today is because I think he's part of an industry. Honey, wouldn't you agree that everybody has questions about? Oh, absolutely. It's everybody drives a car. Everybody drives a car. <laughs> Carlos, what industry are you talking about? What, what industry am I talking about? I sell cars. You well, he doesn't just sell cars. The dude's a professional. How long have you been, a bit, uh, been in the industry? Uh, 14 years. Wow. So when a guy's in any industry, I don't care what industry it it's is, true. for 14 years, you're a professional. You're not just uh, selling cars. Right. So uh, who do you work for, Carlos? Jim Burke Ford in Bakersfield. Jim Burke Ford. And where are you guys located at? Uh, 2001 Oak Street, and we have a auto mall location. It's 5800 auto, right. uh, 5800 Gasoline Alley Drive. Gasoline Alley Drive. That's right. You guys do have two locations. I don't mm-hmm. know why I always, I only remember this one right here on Oak. That's the big one. It's, it's the, the big one, huh? It's the first one, so yeah. It's the real one. I wouldn't say that. But <laughs> it's, the the it's, the it's the original one. It's the original one. It's the original one. So 14 years. So how, how did you end up in car sales? Uh, because 14 years, man, that's a long time. I mean, it's not, but it is. Yeah. Especially yeah, in your uh, industry, because I would assume there's a lot of turnover. Oh, absolutely. Very much so. Very much so, yeah. In our industry, I'm a dinosaur, man. I've been I've been around forever. <laughs> um, yeah, most guys stick around six months, a year, two years, and then they... And they what happens? Know, well, they look for greener pastures, unfortunately. You know, I mean, they think they think that the next big the next big dealership or the next dealership has so much more to offer, and they're going to make more deal, and they're going to blah blah blah. And all so, that so stuff. majority of them is is jumping to other dealerships. Yeah, not so much them leaving the industry. Not leaving but, the industry usually. Uh huh. But leaving leaving the dealership. Some guys leave the industry, and they, but they end up in sales. They of stay some, in sales. Yeah, yeah, some kind of a sales. Uh, well, sales is sales. Sales is sales. Absolutely. Um. I would think just from the outside looking in, the hardest part about your industry is that you got to be on the lot. Yeah, that's one of the toughest. Right? Because, yeah. I mean... Are you guys ever closed? Is there days where you we, guys are closed? We close five days out of the year. That's it. That's it. So ma- the major holidays. Uh, New Year's, New Year's Day, Easter Sunday, 4th of July, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. And Christmas. Now, we shut down early a few times out of the year where we'll cut our hours back because of... Christmas Eve, yeah. right. things like that. But those are the five days we completely shut it down. Wow. Yeah. And and are you required to work weekends? Or uh, usually the lower man on the totem pole works. No, the weekends, what we or? do is we have a uh, we have a rotation. Okay. And, and I'm on I'm I'm in the commercial fleet department. Okay. So I work Monday through Friday, eight to five. Oh, that's because nice. I deal with businesses mostly, and that's right. when businesses mm. are, are operating. But our, our retail side of the business, they are open. We're open Monday through Friday, eight to eight to eight and Saturdays and Sundays. We shut down at six on Saturdays, five on Sundays, and um, we have a split shift. So there's two what well, two teams, and every other weekend, the opposite team works. Wow. So they, and we rotate shifts. So being that you work on the commercial side, you can still sell retail. retail. Oh, abs- oh, absolutely, yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, In fact, so- a, lot of, a, lot of that, a lot of the business that I do is still retail because I was on the retail side for, for so long 11 years oh, okay so, yeah. wow so what side do you prefer i like them both they've, they've got pluses and minuses yeah they both they there's a lot of good in both of them so so for a guy starting out in your industry what advice would you give them man because um i mean it's sales at the end of the day it's still sales and you got to be on the lot what advice like let's just say i got my son he's 20 he's 20 21, 21. he'll be 21 
What advice would you give a guy like that trying to break into your industry? They have to get a special license, right? Uh, you go through a DMV. Yeah, you you do a background check because you can't have a criminal record. Okay. Fraud things that things because now you're now you're, you're being dealing, finances well, too. Well, you're dealing with people's personal information. Oh, right. That's you know, right. Got, we Social security numbers, bank accounts. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So yeah. You, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're dealing with people's. The biggest one is their identity. I mean, you've got you've got. Social security numbers, you've got sure. addresses, you've got their vitals. Banking info. <laughs> you've got their vitals, man, where yeah. you're, you can, you know, so you can't have a criminal. Right. That makes doing sense. That stuff. Yeah. So okay. I would, I would say the, the biggest thing to me is if you're going to get into sales, you, you're going to have to start learning how to sell. Right. Talking and to people. You've got to start learning how to talk to Establishing the relationships. Got, yeah. And, and I mean, well, you can never quit learning really, but I think you, you have to start talking to the guys that have been around a long time and, and setting up what you what you're going to be doing mm -hmm. and to understand that you can't you can't uh, you can't skip steps you've right. got to you've got to do there's a process to it and you've got to do it and those that are in there for the quick buck they pretty much win themselves out. oh those yeah those guys yeah. fire themselves yeah they, and they how, how, how how do you know on your end being that you've been around for so long when a guy has what it takes to, to, to make it like, is there like a time where, yeah, he's been here for about a year. He's, he's going to make it a career or. Yeah, that's, a, that's a big one. And that's the other thing, you know, when I, when, when you guys have shown up and I'll, t I'll tell them, you know, they're like, oh man, this and you know, whatever. Say, so, Hey, if you got to make this a career, man, this isn't a job because it's, it's you're, you're, if you're going to be successful, you've got to be on call 24 hours a day. You're going to, you're going to answer the phone. You have to. You've got to come down on your time off to, to tend to your customer. So if a client calls you and, and, and uh, let's just say he was supposed to meet you on Friday, you're off on the weekend and he can't make it on Friday, he calls you on Saturday and says, hey, man, I'm about to go on the lot. I think I want to make that purchase. you got to show up on your day off to make the deal Absolutely. get done. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Or split the deal with another salesperson. Yeah. Or are willing okay. to be giving so, up half of the commission. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And answer phone calls. I mean, I've been on, I've been on vacation where a customer will call and go, hey, man, I need this or I need that. And I'm like, oh, okay, hold on, let me, can this wait? Is it, you know, then determine how urgent is this gotcha. situation If or it whatever. can wait till Monday. If it can or... wait till Monday, then, you know, I say, hey, man, I'll be back in, in the dealership. I'll be back at the office at whatever date. And, or give me a few minutes, let me make a phone call, and then we'll get you taken care of. Wow. So I always tell one of the, to, to answer your question earlier is, you have to be ready to make it a career. It's not a job. It's not a nine to five. It's not a show up. So you can't toe dip. No, no, no toe dip. Oh. You, you got to be all in you're or all out. It, yeah. Or I mean, you can toe dip, but you're gonna. It's gonna reflect. Yeah. So you're gonna get bad numbers. True. They're eventually gonna cut you loose. Anyways. You're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna go away. Yeah. You're not oh. gonna make it. And so what? Or struggle. What's your average number of cars you sell a month? I think right now we we do what we call a rolling average, and we take the last few months. That's the way our dealer. Most dealerships operate this way. My, I think my rolling average right now is twelve. Dang, that's a lot of cars yeah, a month, huh? I think so. Yeah, I'd that's awesome. Check, twelve cars? Yeah, that's a lot. And that's because you're on the commercial side. No, that's just well, part of it is because I'm on the commercial side, but I've been there so long that I've got repeat yeah. customers now, and and they're. Uh, that's huge. I think what it is is like from the outside looking in, like because you know we buy a car once every so often, yes. so I don't see. But then you we drive around. Yeah. I think people are getting cars, they're freebies. Because <laughs> everybody's well, driving around. Are they giving these cars away or what? It's a three year, it, I think the cycle, the trade cycle is three years, the national trade cycle. So do you think people buy more or lease more? What do you see more happening? Business side, you probably business see more of the lease. Business side, they do lease. a lot of buying. Um, oh, buying. Yeah, okay. business side, they do a lot of buying. Depends on who they are and what they're doing with their cars and they'll lease. Um, I, I have to say probably 60, 40. Okay. 60, 40, 65, 35. Wow. People tend to not lease as much um, because they're uneducated in the in the leasing process. They've heard mm. the horror stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they're afraid of them. And, 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 but the people who lease, I lease, uh -huh. people who lease and like leasing will only lease because now you're getting a brand new car every two every or three two years. Every two years, yeah. And, you know, you... But do you still have to put a down payment every time? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. No. It just depends on the time of year, the the incentives that are happening. So is there a better time of the year? Yeah, that's to a good question. A is there a better time of the year to buy? Inquiring minds want well, to know. They're, they're, <laughs> well, and and, and I, I feel this answer all the time from friends and, and relatives and stuff like that. It depends on what you consider the best time and what you're looking for. So the best time 
as far as incentives, high incentives is going to be at the end of the year because they're trying to get rid, get of, rid the, of the, mm, the, the previous, previous year, year model. So they've got Makes a sense. huge incentive. Makes sense. Okay. Or around holidays, uh, 4th of July is a big one, Memorial Day is a big one, um, Labor Day, things like that. They've got these big sales that they'll, that they'll do a big push. Mm-hmm. Waiting to the end of the year, you're probably going to get the best pricing best incentives because they're going man we got to get this thing out of here we got to close out the year so like year. what would you say like november december november december but now it's kind of what's left it's oh i got gotcha. what everybody else hasn't purchased so you're kind of getting whatever so you left may over. you may have to buy a higher end vehicle because that's what's left or you'll have to settle for a color that maybe you don't want like you come in and go man i really want the like, black like baby poop brown yeah i yeah, because right. I've seen a brown truck sure. drive around town. I'm like that's sure. a crappy color. I'm sure. like, well, you probably got a great deal on it yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the guy, yeah, but that's the danger that you're in. Now it's just like anything else. It's okay. kind of what's left. You're getting a smoking deal. Yeah, but this is the one we yeah. have left. Yeah. So if I'm looking to buy, so if Adele and I are looking to buy a vehicle for our son, um, and honestly. As far as I'm concerned, the way we grew up, Carlos, sure. as long as it runs, it's all good. Sure. Right? It's your first sure. vehicle. It should barely be. That's right. Right? That's right. And so he's not going to get the best color. If it's baby poop brown and it's a smoking deal, that's what he's rolling in. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Got to be good. painful. That's good to know. So do colors actually matter in the pricing of the vehicle? Not necessarily. I mean, some of the pricing on the new vehicles, they're, there's more, um, they're more expensive. There's a, there's a charge for them because of the because of the paint itself oh okay and the way it's been painted like we we have a couple colors that are called a they're a tricoat and it's i guess it's the way that they paint the vehicle mm-hmm. and and the the gloss and the shine yeah whatever. Mm-hmm. so yeah oh wow but very minimal it's not it's, it's not, not like, extravagant yeah, it's not gonna so have you won any awards or anything uh i mean you I've, have I've, to have won something bro you've been I've around had, for 14 I've a, years i've had a um i do i do pretty well in my customer service index and so Ford gives out plaques and stuff for um, they take into account your your sales totals and your customer survey scores and then they combine that and however they Tally score it. that I've, I've got a couple of those that's so, awesome okay. that's hey awesome. so did you have to become a people person were you always a people person or did no. you have to be like if I'm gonna win yeah because the Carlos I know is different than the Carlos or the Carlos let me rephrase the Carlos I remember <laughs> It's a different Carlos than I know right now. Sure, sure. No, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, totally had to change my mindset. Yeah, yeah. it was a, it was a different. It's and, and you have to adapt as you get older. You obviously you mellow out a little bit. You mellow out a little so bit. So, did you have a mentor when you first started in the industry? Yes, my uh, my old manager uh, is still a good buddy of mine. His name is Von Caribbean. He mm-hmm. he he kind of brought me along and he taught me. He was my manager, and uh-huh. then he and I remain friends. And he kind of, and he'd been selling cars. He retired, I think, two years ago, and he sold cars for, man, I want to say going into 30, 37 years. Wow. Something so like that, that. that's a profession for oh, a no, lifetime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. So the guy, he knew, he knew how to talk to people, how to treat people, how to deal with people. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he taught me was he goes, man, you, you got to treat people right because those are the people you're going to run into at the grocery store. Right. Oh, that's and, true. And, and you don't want to, you don't want to have treated somebody bad, and then they find out about it. Right. And you're walking in the grocery store, and they're going, "Hey, you son of a, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. screwed me." Yeah. yeah. You, know, you and don't you're want with that. your wife and kids, and yeah, you don't want that. You want that guy to come over and go, "Hey, man, I love my car, dude." Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. hey, my buddy Johnny was, lo- he loves the way the, the, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah that's. Or what hey, you, you know what? My son just got a license. Absolutely. We're gonna need. I'm glad I ran oh. into you. Well, in sales, like yeah. you, I'm sure you yeah. guys know. Absolutely. Repeat referrals. Repeat yeah. referrals. That's absolutely. Key, that's lifeblood. But it's creating value and sure. and sure yeah that's awesome that's incredible so i guess that in that point sales is sales it's still people. sales is sales. yeah it's you're dealing people, with people, I, absolutely. people. I, I, a couple years ago i i, I realized that anytime you're dealing with people it's all the same all relationships are hey the bro same. so let me ask you so obviously you're good in sales right uh, I, uh, you've been around yeah. for 14 years dog you're good in sales i get i get by where's where's the old lady at bro i don't see a ring on your no finger ring, yet. no ring what's no up rings. Ah, uh, you know. Oh, uh, you, you so need to shopping. learn how to close in that uh, yeah, part. Yeah, I haven't closed. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bad closer. <laughs> <laughs> I need repeats and referrals. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, get you to close in that uh, area. Um. So certification. Let's talk. Let's get. Let's actually get down to it and 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 let's educate the audience on on sure. the, the the 
the needs to know, bro, when it comes. Hey, speaking of which, before I actually get into that, I have a question. Sure. I don't know if you if you're if you're subscribed to my YouTube or not, but I, I did a video about a month ago and I, and I and something happened on March 22nd that talked about an inverted yield curve, and I'm not gonna get into into details to what that means, but what it is, it's a marker that has predicted the last seven recessions over the last 60 years. Okay. Make a long story short, when that inverted yield curve happens, within an average of 311 days, recession hits. It happened pre-2008. Mm-hmm. When a recession hits, bro, how does it affect your industry? Yeah, because you've been around oh, so, when the so recession hits. So you've seen cycles, bro. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, well, how absolutely. does it affect your industry when recession hits? Oh, it's tough, man. Does sales stop? Yeah. Yeah. Sales so then up. you go from 12, 13, 14, 15 cars a month to what, oh. half? Probably, yeah. Yeah, it, it gets tough. Man. Did it affect you in 2008 oh, at all? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. absolutely, man. We had a we had to cut back on a lot of stuff. But So did also... the dealer actually, like, pull back on having inventory? Yes. Okay. Yes, really? that, changed wow. the, that changed the way our industry did things because we used to have... We used to have so many cars on inventory. Yeah. I mean, we had a boatload. If you needed a blue car with tan interior, right. with the whatever, we probably had it in our inventory. And what that did to to our industry, at, at least, and I can only talk about Ford because I've never right. I've never worked at another dealership. What we did, what every dealer did, is they started scaling back their inventory. So mm. trading between dealers became oh. more of a of a uh, a normal, norm. mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 a necessity because. We can't stock, say, I, and I don't even remember the numbers that we carried, but let's say we couldn't stock 300 cars in inventory anymore. We had to scale that down to maybe 200. Wow. Just, and again, numbers, out, you know, just mm-hmm. to give you an idea. So everybody had to do that. Wow. Because you can't, because you have to pay for those cars. Yeah. So right. you can't just have them have sitting them, there yeah. if nobody's buying them. Mm-hmm. So that, that changed the way we did stuff in, in that aspect, yes. Does it still kind of do, you're, you still kind of do that as far as like sure. borrowing from other dealerships? Yeah, because ships? there's no, I mean, and again, they, you know, like, and I'm sure same in, in your in your industry, you learn mm-hmm. what what you don't need to be doing anyway. Right. So why do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you. Wow. So, so just so you know, just a heads up, it happened March 22nd of this year. Oh, yeah. j- joy. Yeah. So we are. So just so, so you plan. know, yeah. Just yeah, saying, bro. Like it, they're they're expecting. And so when Adele and I go to our industry, our industry uh, um, conferences, conferences, and, mm-hmm. a lot of the big dogs are pulling back rates. Yeah. So we're, in our like eyes, they are back. preparing for something down on down the road. Yeah. Sure. Even worse, they anticipate worse, and it lasting longer than two thousand eight. Oh, no. well, yeah. So be it. Yeah. yeah. So, so then, but but on the flip side of that though, even during the recession, when somebody walks on the lot, they're probably more of a qualified buyer. Yes or no? I, you know what, I don't know. I I couldn't answer that honestly because we still didn't have people with great credit coming on the lot and ability uh-huh. to buy. It. I think I think what happens with people with cars is when there's a need, there's a need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? If your car's starting to cost you more money than it's worth, yeah, it's worth a thousand bucks, to, and you just drop five, four grand into yeah. it. Yeah, it's time to go away. It's it's time to go buy a new one. And so I think that that's different in that if you need a car and you're having to put money into your car just to keep it alive, it's time to get a new one and be done with it. Yeah. So I think that that's a little different. Now it may have changed where people were more of a, you know, I've got the. I've got the 05 model and I kind of want the new one now to like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and drive mine a little more. And we did see that. We started seeing trades back in like in 09, 2010, 2011, where we were getting the 110, 120, 130,000 mile vehicles more on trade oh, yeah. than before. Yeah. So we started seeing people hold on to their car a little bit longer. Longer. So mm-hmm. that did. That so did at what? At what? But that's a good point. I never. I didn't even think about that. But what is the average miles as a trade and have? You think? It depends. Uh, average mileage that people drive a year. I think the national average is like fifteen thousand miles a year. So if it's a four-year-old college car, it's got sixty thousand. If it's got you know whatever. Because I know, like when it comes to trade in value, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Once it hits a hundred thousand, like it drops significantly. It does, and and the reason it drops is because that car becomes less marketable. And not not to, not necessarily to the dealer, but to, to the consumer. Uh, yeah, because nobody wants to buy a car with a hundred thousand miles on it. Yeah, yeah it scares yeah, it them. Scares them. It's, they're like, oh no, man, it's got a hundred thousand. Yeah. So that's the. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, brother. I got a, I got a series of questions that sure. I hope that as I, I'm talking to the audience here, the, the, the my our listeners, um, 
the purpose of bringing Carlos down here, and that Carlos Broad, I just want to tell you, I appreciate you coming down and taking time out of your yes, day. I know you could you. be on the lot right now. and <laughs> Anytime. Um, but I'm hoping I have a series of questions here that I think people want to know. And so the first one I'm going to get into is, what what is used car certification? Like, what does that actually mean? What you, what we do when we certify a vehicle, and, and, to, at, and again, I can only talk Speak about Ford because I don't know right. what anybody else is doing, um, is the manufacturer has come up with a checklist of 100, and I believe ours is 171 or 170 points mm -hmm. that this vehicle has to pass for you to label it a Ford certified pre-owned vehicle. And what that does is that adds a factory warranty or factory backed coverage to that vehicle. So the, the manufacturer is saying this vehicle is so good and it's in such good condition that we're going to offer you oh, wow. extension on our, we're gonna cover, we're gonna back this thing another 12 months, 12,000 miles, and we're gonna take that powertrain warranty out to 100,000 miles. That's how good this vehicle is. Huh. Okay. So so there is, there. it's not just a tagline, it's it's a real deal yeah. where- So it's not just a sales pitch. No, 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 not with us. Yeah. Um, and you know, most of the big manufacturers, it's not gonna be either. And that's probably the benefit though of going to a sure. branded, Jim Burke, like absolutely. you guys are really well known here in town. Absolutely. So as opposed to going to Billy Bob's down on Chester, and sure, yeah, and Union, <laughs> Chester and Union, and sure. and yeah. uh, you know it's got three different sets of tires on it, and that's yeah, that's exactly it. We when when a vehicle is certified from Ford, and it's a certified pre-owned vehicle at Jim Burke Ford or any Ford dealership, really, it's it's past this inspection. And there is no there is no gray area. It's it either passes them or they have to fix it, hmm. and okay. to make it pass. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. So we okay. and, and that's how that's what it, and I think I'm sure Toyota's got the same thing because I believe their advertising is however many point inspection and, yeah. and so all the big manufacturers do the same thing. Okay. So okay. that's good to know. So that way when it's certified, it I mean it, it's now now only a manufacturer can certify their vehicles. So if you are looking at you know Billy Bob's used car used car lot and they've got a sticker on their Toyota that says this is a certified for certified Toyota it's not been certified by the factory ah gotcha oh, okay that's a big only difference the, only the the manufacturer can at the manufacturer's dealership can certify and back it from that company oh wow that's yeah. good to know just learned something new today so here's kind of a stupid but uh, uh, a question that I have. How long can I actually take a test drive for? That depends. I believe, and that's going to be set up with the, with the salesperson. So the, the day of, let me take it home and drive it around for oh, a day. Oh, yeah, you can do that. You can do that? Sure. Because I don't see nobody doing that anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. Remember we Absolutely. did that one time, honey? We actually brought it, what, we, we brought, what was it? We bought a BMW or something. Mm -hmm. We brought it home and. Sure. I don't think we kept it overnight though, but we kept it for a while. We kept it for most of the day, sure. just to kind of go through, you know. I offer that all the time, mm -hmm. all the time, because now you've got a real feel mm -hmm. for the vehicle. So now on, on the, the on the salesman's part though, it's good. The longer they have the vehicle, the better it is. I would assume. Sure. More of an emotional connection. To right, you the see car. that bad boy in your driveway, and you're like, and then all of a sudden yeah. your kids come out, they're like, oh my gosh, Dad, I sure. got it. So do you like go with the, with the the people to test drive with them? Sometimes, not always. Okay. Hey, so let me ask you. When you've gone on these test drives, bro, has anything crazy ever happened? Oh. Like, have you ever been back there and be like, this guy drives like crap? Well, one time. Or gone one, in an accident? One time and I learned. Never been in an accident. Um, Thank but God. one time. <laughs> tell us, tell us. One time, a girl, she was, I believe, 16, had just got her driver's license. Oh, shoot. Mom's coming down. They're going to buy her a convertible Mustang. Oh wow. Yes. Must so, be nice. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I thought, oh, man, I better I better go on. I definitely better go on this test drive. Right. You know? So I jump in the car, and we're driving, and I'm in the passenger seat. Daughters, the girls driving. Mom's in the back seat? Mom's in the back seat, and they're, she's driving along, and... She's starting to turn and, and go into the next lane, and I'm like, there's a car there. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, she's got to see it. She's got to see it. She's not seeing it. And I go, hey, hey, you know. And I kind of didn't yeah. grab the wheel, but I was like, hey, there's. And she's like, oh. And I'm thinking, you know. <laughs> oh my God. I don't yeah, know. you pucker up a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, I don't know who, I don't know who you, you went with to pass your driving test, but they need, a, wow. they need their eyes checked. 
Wow. Yeah, that was the scariest. But other than that, I, me Did personally. Did the mom say anything? No. 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 Did they no. still buy the car? No. Oh. <laughs> no. No, they didn't end up buying the car. I don't know. I don't remember what happened. This was back in 06, 07. Oh, man. It was one of my, it was, no, it was, yeah, it was 05 or 06. Because it was one of the first times I went on, on a test drive. I was, I, had, I was new to Jim Burke and I thought, oh, man. I can't, I can't go around wrecking cars in my first couple of months. Bro, so you know? what happens if somebody does wreck a car in a test drive? I, I know it's got to have happened, not oh, to yeah, you, Oh, yeah, no, no, but it's happened. It's happened. I, you know what? I, mean, I don't does remember. It, like, does a we dealer's insurance cover I believe, it? Or? I believe so. Yeah, we have Because technically, we have they insurance. don't own it yet. Yeah, we have insurance, and I believe we take, yeah. So then how does that work with, like, the Carfax and the certification? It's, it's been still, in, It still has to register yes. as a... It'll still be on there. Wow. Yeah, because it's been fixed. But then you can't sell it as new. No. Yeah, we can sell it as new. Yeah, absolutely. It's never and been then, registered. You have to disclose oh, that it's been in an accident, but yes. Okay, we I can got sell it. Okay, so, so it's the registration. It's you know, maybe, I don't know if you have this set up in your questions, but one of the things that people, when they ask, because you, you'd mentioned earlier you were going to talk about the Carfax. Yeah. Yes. Before I forget. Yes. Um, what people don't know is that just because it's not on the Carfax doesn't mean the car hasn't been in an accident. The only time something gets on the Carfax is it's been reported to the DMV or to their insurance. So there oh, could be a car. So if they got an fender bender and they decide to fix it on the outside without going through the yes. insurance, doesn't yes. get registered. It never got registered. Yeah. So <gasps> that doesn't mean that ah. the, the, a clean Carfax doesn't mean that car's never been in an accident. Oh wow! By the same token, just because something's on the Carfax doesn't mean that the car's been almost totaled. Right. It could have just been a fender bender. Yeah. Where there was a uh, literally scuffing on the paint of the fender yeah they reported it to their ah, insurance i gotcha it was a 300 dollars or a, say it's a 600 dollars fix and they fixed it no big deal but now it's on carfax but now it's on your carfax yeah oh, so it doesn't wow. necessarily mean i didn't that know the, that doesn't necessarily mean that the car's been destroyed right it just means it got reported by the same token wow the other way around so if i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna buy a vehicle Normally, what is the ballpark, bro, for like money down? What is normally a good down payment? Two percent, three percent. You should you should probably shoot for ten percent. You should you shouldn't have to. You should probably and, and tax and or tax taxes and license and yeah. taxes on. And those are pretty set. They're not like they fluctuate from dealership no, to dealership, there. right? No, they're there. That's it's what taxes, the standard tax. Yeah. tax. Tax is tax. License fees are based off of the price of the car, and and the city you live in or the zip code you live in. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple of other fees that the DMV charges, but yeah. Wow. Why okay. finance that? You know, why yeah. why would you So then ten percent down is good. Yeah. Or a minimal cover the Yeah, the you want to at least pay tax license taxes and taxes. You know, because now you're yeah. gonna pay you're gonna pay interest on something right. that basically is interest, it's tax. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Huh. So ten percent. Hey, so let me can. ask you. This is the part I used to hate about buying a Dan car. Mm-hmm. When I go over there and my salesperson's got to go back and talk to the manager for like 20 times and keep me over there for five hours. Oh, yeah. Is that a, is Why that is that necessary? It's not. It's well, it's ne- it's necessary for the dealership, for some dealerships. We don't we don't do that stuff at our place, but it's a it's a deal to. I mean, because I'm in sales. I get yeah, it. It's it's a, it's kind of a how can how can I say this? It's an old tactic to get the person to buy the car for the most amount of money, basically. Is what yeah. it boils down. And, and what it does is that is it, it takes that decision of the price out of the salesperson's hands and like per se, and gets a higher authority involved to say like, well, that's the best we can do, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. that's the only that's one of the things that like it's all nobody likes. Oh that. my gosh, <laughs> nobody then, likes. Because then you're there for five hours and you're like. I just yeah. wasted my Saturday. I I almost shop online first and look at all the different do options. Do most people do that now? Yeah. They shop yeah. online, huh? Because they don't want to deal with it's it. It's getting to that, yeah. Yeah. It's it's come to that where most, I, I want to say, if I remember correctly, I don't remember the numbers, but I want to say it used to be back in 15, 10, 10, 15 years ago, whatever it was, um, 20% of the people would shop online and then come to the lot. 80% would come to the lot 
first. Now it's completely it's flipped. flipped. Yeah. It's 80-20. Yeah. Because wow. then they come in like, okay, this is what they I want. This is the color. color this is what I yes. want. The, yeah. I, I mean, I, I have to admit, I, I do that because I don't want to deal with the hassle or like, oh, no what's does. in this car? What, what's in this car? What's in this car? I just or, want. Or how about doing this? How about pulling up to the parking lot, jumping off real quick, running to look at the car you want, <laughs> and then running back to your car? <laughs> we used to do that a yeah. long time ago. We're like, all right, they're way in the back. That's the car we're looking at. Let's go take a look in the window and yeah, you should and go check it out. But yeah. has it helped your sales, the internet stuff, or has it? Sure. I mean, because now Absolutely. you go in, they're, they're more like, I know what I want. Absolutely. I'm going to boom. And you just help them sure. figure yeah. it out. Absolutely. So is it better to be pre-qualified or? It doesn't really matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It does. I mean, it, it, it can save you time, but it, it there's not really, a, there's no benefit to it really. Okay. It just kind of and you guys already have a whole you know line of banks department. that oh, yeah. you guys use yeah, regardless of absolutely. a credit good absolutely. credit bad credit you got and there's people who want to bank at their bank and they have a certain oh yeah that's true for whatever reason they want to go through credit schools sure right okay yeah, whatever credit union or whatever just because they feel comfortable with sure. that that's absolutely. their bank sure okay mm-hmm. that makes sense hey so is there a difference in paying for cash as opposed to financing does it save me money to actually pay cash no well, yeah, yeah, no, it does. Absolutely, it saves you money. Well, the financing, it saves you financing but I mean, like, it. it doesn't give me any more leverage to get the sticker price down. None, none. So, Zero. is there any negotiation, or is this, there is there a break? You know, like if I go to pay for a service, you know, and I pay cash versus, like, let's just say, even when I do my nails, sure. you know, they're like, if you pay cash, I'll we'll deduct four dollars, so we don't have to pay any service charge. Sure. So, is there negotiation when it comes to cash? Not, not on sticker price, huh? There's on not the, really. There, the there's no. Be, there is no benefit to writing a check for the car. Okay. Other than to the person, because then they just wrote the check and they don't pay finance charges. But actually, it hurts you sometimes, because there's no. And again, only with Ford. Sometimes there's extra rebate money to finance if it. you finance with Ford. Ah, gotcha. With Ford Motor Credit, so it may it may. Reduce it a little Reduce bit. Reduce your rebate a little bit. Not much. It's usually $1,000 or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. but huh. $1,000 less on the sure. check. Sure. Okay. okay. So so to answer your question, if you walked in and go, hey, I have a I have a blank check here. And I want that car. I want that car. What can you do? The final price is going to be the final price. Regardless only, if you sure. finance it or you. There's only so much margin in that vehicle. Right. I mean, and we're going to get to it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good to know because, I mean... I always question like, is that money better sitting in my my bank account so I know it's there, as opposed to just stroking a check for the vehicle. So at this point, it's probably what Carlos was saying. It's probably better just just to finance just to it. Finance depends it. on the financing, obviously. Yeah. The rate. And the rate. Right. A lot of a lot of people, you know, and they're they're a little more savvy yeah. when they understand that zero percent financing is a is a great deal. Yeah. Because you're you're like you said, you're keeping your money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's you're not a hell paying of a deal money in. back. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a hell of a deal if you can do that. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So you kind of already hit on this. One of my questions was, what kind of service does a dealer do to the vehicle before they actually put it on the lot? There's do they couple... check? Do they do they like redo everything? Check oh, the oil absolutely. and absolutely. and do all that yeah, stuff, right? Absolutely. Yeah. At our dealership, it's real big. It's it's you know that goes through a safety safety and smog inspection, which is you have to do to put it back on the lot. Mm-hmm. It, it's got to meet certain requirements for safety and smog. Okay. Uh, at our place, our used cars, uh, we put four brand new tires on them so that all four tires match. So okay. even if the front two are brand new and the back two are kind of warm because the person who traded it in right. only bought the two, our guy will replace all four. He wants so, all so four So does tires it help somebody? So let's talk about trade-ins. Does it help somebody to trade in a vehicle? And so let's just say I'm going to trade in a vehicle and uh, it's missing. It's got a miss in the engine. Is it worth it for me to fix it? No. No, it's better because just... it's going to cost you more to fix it and you're not going to recoup that money on the trade in. Sure. On the trade-in. Because whatever you pay for it, whatever whatever your repair bill is, it's not going to be the same for us. That's true. For the dealership. That's true. So, and you're not going to recoup that money. So, if I got the tires, I'm going to trade in my truck and the tires are bald. It's not even worth it for me to go down there and put for mediocre tires, mediocre tires. Cuz you guys are you guys are going to put better ones on there anyway. Absolutely. Okay, and so you're you. not going to recoup that money. Oh, that's okay. good to know. Because yeah. I think sometimes, you know, we think like, oh, okay, well. I got to go get a detail. I got to go get, get a detail. Get that's the biggest one. <laughs> that's the biggest one. People are like, my car's dirty. It's like, well, it's not going to add any value to it. Yeah. You, you know, our guys can still see the dent. 
So does it help though to, to trade in a vehicle nowadays? Does it help? Does it really bring down the pot? Does it help somebody purchase the vehicle? It can. Yeah. Well, it'll it'll do a couple things. So if there's a if there's additional incentives, additional rebate for a trade in, yes. Um, the other thing is it it may help if uh, say the person has it's a car loan and they have to get rid of that car loan because you have to justify why you need a second car. So oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hmm. But it, as far as like incentive to for the dealership to go, okay, well, we're taking in this trade, not necessarily. It doesn't. Does, do people ever go in there and want like ridiculous amount of money for their trade-in? Just about every time. I want $10,000 for this. Absolutely. 2,000 Ford pickup or Chevy pickup with uh, 180,000 miles sure. on it because I put lift yeah. kit on it. It's, it's hard to explain to somebody that their emotional attachment to the car yeah. has no value for us. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. People love their car, and they think that we're going to pay for that love, and we just can't. And as somebody like you, especially in Bakersfield, right, because everybody's got a lifted truck sure. here, and they put, you know, 15 grand into their lifted vehicle. They're trying to recoup that money out oh. of the trade, and it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Wow. So does it actually hurt the value of the vehicle to modify it like that? It can. It can because you've now narrowed the market down to who's going to buy it. Yeah, I had a guy true. one time. Oh, yeah, that's true. You, you know, we were talking about tell stories. I said, sure. Um, we had a kid come in one time, and he he was about mid-20s, and he was going to trade in a Lexus. He had a little Lexus, uh, the yeah, little 200 the little series, two, the yeah. smaller ones. And uh, so he comes in. He's like, yeah, I'm going to trade my Lexus, and I like that pickup down there and this and that. I said, okay, cool, whatever. So I'm going to go get it appraised, and I'm going to drive it around to where we, we set them so that the used car manager can came, come out and appraise evaluate appraise it, it and whatever. So I go to get in, and I grab the door, and it won't open. It kind of popped out, and I thought, what am I doing wrong here? So I walk back into my office, and I go, hey, man, I, something's wrong with your door. I can't get in. He goes, oh, it's got Lambo doors. <laughs> so he went and had Lamborghini doors, the ones that flap up like wings, like like uh, <laughs> you know what I mean, like grasshopper wings and stuff. Wow. So I go, oh, oh okay. So I pop it open, and I kind of crawl in that thing, go over, and that actually hurt the vehicle's value. Yeah. Because now he had a nice car and it was a good looking Lexus and you know whatever obviously. But it, it narrowed down the market. But now it narrows it down because now Who's gonna want uh, lamp uh, doors on a Lexus? Yeah, a forty a forty year old real estate agent has no use for that car. Yeah. yeah. You know, or anybody who doesn't that market's now down to about every twenty five year old who can afford that car. Right. You know, the Huh. Yeah. Wow. That's so it does funny. hurt. It. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Why the hell would he do that anyway? Because I hear like a, cool. a lot of times too That's true. That's true. people get video, those I don't know. <laughs> those pretty rims on and then they go, they save their stock rims now, and then they they go better. put yes. their their yes. stock rims back on and then they sell their rims Absolutely. aftermarket. So you suggest everybody keep their stocks. Sure. And most people yeah, absolutely. Because now it's more marketable. There's there's more people because it's easier for somebody to buy it who goes, well, I kind of want aftermarket wheels to buy that car. Then somebody goes, I, I don't want that. Yeah. yeah. To buy it because right. now they've got to go buy wheels and they don't want to buy a car with to go have to go buy wheels. They want to go buy the car and drive off in it. Huh. Right. Interesting. That's good to know. Okay. A few more, brother. A few sure, more. Sure. No. No. I... Can a person with jacked up credit go buy a vehicle? Absolutely. What's the worst credit score, credit score you've ever seen and, and walk oh. out with the vehicle? Well, to, let me back up because it's a two-part answer. Okay. Number one, credit does not always keep you from buying the vehicle. You have to have down payment. Okay. If you have enough money down, you can buy a car. So a bank is going to look at what kind of vested interest do you have in this, in this vehicle that you're buying. If you have horrible credit and no money down, you will <laughs> not luck. be buying a car. <laughs> yeah. that day, that's a double negative. That's a double negative. Yeah, you are in all kinds of trouble. <laughs> but if you have plenty, Sorry. But, but if you have if you have if bad you got credit money. and you've got plenty of money down, that a bank will go, hmm, okay. They're looking at a thirty thousand dollar car. Yeah. And they've got ten thousand dollars down. They're they're giving you twenty thousand. Thirty three percent. Of that, of that window sticker, the cost of that car, whatever you, whatever they they base that on, so now they're going. Well, wait a minute. They vested plenty of money into. They're not going to give that car up because now they're. If we have right. to go take that car back from them, they, yeah. just, they lost just lost ten thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. They're not going to do that. Yeah. But now somebody who goes, well, I've got five hundred dollars, and I want you to give me that thirty thousand dollar vehicle. Five hundred dollars, man. They're they go, man. That's all right. We're we're driving around this thirty thousand dollar car for. 500 bucks for six months for free yeah yeah, yeah. 
So they don't. So care. they just want you to have a decent amount of skin in the game if, if you're going to you, have exactly, jacked up credit. If you have, if you've got enough money down, you'll get a car. Yes, okay. that's good to know. So then, a positive and a negative. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Not well, there's a couple negatives. things, and then and then you've got to have stability. There's got to be a reason why that have they have that bad credit. Yeah. You know, bad credit, just a, bad, a credit score doesn't indicate bad credit. It just means maybe you're overextended for whatever reason. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all his credit cards are maxed out. Because of, maybe the guy just started a brand new business and he had to max out his credit cards. Mm. Yeah. Maybe he, something happened where. Or how about like if somebody's got a lot of old crap on their on their credit, that could that could be pulling it down too, right? Sure. Maybe yeah. he's been consistent for a couple of years, but he's got maybe eight years ago he lost a million homes sure. and when the recession sure. hit. And- sure. The other thing is is you know if your if your auto loans are good, it it may not matter. If you if you've shown that you can make big payments, then you should be okay. But again, yeah. you got to have money down. You still want. There's a lot of factors. There's yeah. A, yeah. There's not I mean, because a lot of people get divorced, so that's, that's a, a big huge one. one. Oh yeah, that's you true. Know, I mean, uh, unfortunately, oh, yeah, that's um, a big one. and then a lot of times, you know, there might be um, a change of a job. That's you know, one. so the there's a lot of the different divorce, factors. Yeah, the guy, the guy or the girl will come in and go, "Well, I used to have a 735 credit score." And now I have a 526 because yeah. we divorced and my ex blew out my credit cards and didn't tell me. Yeah. It's like, well, that, that's happening. And I couldn't pay them off. So. Because they didn't know. Yeah. They didn't know. Yeah. So, yeah. Does bankruptcy hurt you? I, I don't when know it comes how to, to financing that. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to answer that. As long as, as, long as you haven't included the vehicle uh-huh. in a bankruptcy, you should be okay sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Is, now, there's times the where, like, where somebody finance the vehicle and we're trying to go back to a certain bank and they go these guys took us down with yeah. it yeah. they filed bankruptcy and they didn't pay us for the car that they borrowed then, yeah. then no we're not yeah. going to lend you more money yeah. Yeah. you know one of the funny that's common ones, sense you would think <laughs> <laughs> you would think I, you know we have people come like in capital one come on man yeah what are you doing you're not going to lend me money again <laughs> you know I, I always get a kick out of when people would come in and, and it's not so much of late but where they'd come in and, and they're filling out this credit application and in the credit application you have to have your first name, last name, blah, 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 social security number, address, you know, where you work, time on the job, uh, references, and people would go, well, why, why, do, why do you have to know this? It's like, well, you know, this bank is going to lend you $50,000 and they want to know how to find you. Yeah. <laughs> if you were going to lend somebody $50,000, <laughs> would you want to know how to get a hold of them? Knock on the door. I mean, because that's what they're doing. Essentially, they're going... Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're ABC Bank. Yeah. Here you go, Jim Burke Ford. Here's $50,000. Give Johnny there a car. Mm-hmm. And we'll deal with Johnny. Well, they want to know how to find Johnny. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so people don't, they, I guess they don't. So then what's the, what's the lowest credit score you've seen walk out with the car? So low they got the cash. Low, low 500s? Yeah, low 500s. Yeah. Okay. And they got a yeah, down it payment. Doesn't, doesn't, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't, doesn't necessarily hurt them. Okay. And again, if you're good to the bank, you know, I know with Ford, if you're good to Ford, you know, just because you've had some rough patches, like you said, recession, mm-hmm. yeah. Divorce, injuries, injuries, injuries yeah. things like that, that doesn't, is their attitude with, at least with Ford Credit is, hey man, that guy was good to us. Yeah. And so they'll, they'll go be a repeat customer. They'll be a repeat customer. Oh, nice. That's, that's good, good to, to know. know. Sure. Okay. One more question. How much wiggle room is there really in a vehicle? Cause that's always a question like, sure. Cause I think I'm going to just tell you as a consumer, I think there's a, a, a boatload of, of wiggle room millions in the vehicle. Of dollars. Millions of dollars. <laughs> sure. Like, like we they got to listen it. for 30000 I know they paid 500 bucks for the vehicle. <laughs> of course. Of course. So how much, like, wiggle room, bro, is there really? New and used are a little different. And, and I'll talk about the, the new first. New, there's not very much wiggle room, really, because there's not a lot of profit in them. And one of the big reasons for that is, the, the like you were talking about earlier, the, the, the online shopping. Yeah. What was happening is people would shop online or what you what would call window shopping. Right. So they'd get online and they'd they'd look up and they'd Google, you know, whatever, Ford mm-hmm. Ford Mustang, whatever. Yeah. Right. And they'd see that our car was, let's say, twenty five thousand dollars to start. Right. And then they'd get on then they'd Google another sports car, whatever whatever off brand, right? And theirs was twenty twenty three. It's like, well it's it's two thousand dollar difference. Right. But I'm such a great negotiator. I'm going to come in there. I'm going to offer them 20, right? <laughs> and 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 we'll meet in the middle and I'll pay 21 for it, right? Well, at 
they would see ours and go, well, theirs is 25. They're not going to take 20. So they'd never even come in our store. They'd never even, we'd never even get a shot. Mm. Oh, so wow. you have to drop that margin down, that window sticker, so that profit margin shrunk. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So there's not as much profit in it to give away mm -hmm. that, that like before. Wow. So you can't really, so there's not, and, but then again, there's always, there's always except, you know, there's certain times of the year where right. we're like, oh, okay, just sell it for what, exactly what we pay for it. Yeah. We don't want to, but we need to, we need it, it for whatever numbers and yeah, like yeah. That, right. so. and then there's ad vehicles that, you know, the dealer may have taken, uh, this happened to me with a, with a really good customer of mine. They, they've bought a couple of vehicles for me and they wanted to buy a Mustang for their daughter. And so they're going, hey, this dealership down in, it, I believe it was down in San Diego, in the San Diego area. They go, this is the ad, this is what the guy was selling to me. And we look up the car and we're like, there's no way. There's no way they're selling this guy the car the way for $4,000 below the what they're paying for it. There's just no way. Yeah. So get online and sure enough, this car was just like, man, okay. So I call the guy, I call down there and I, for my cell phone and I said, hey, you got this car? Yeah. So what colors do you got? And the guy goes, oh, no, no. It's the it's one just car. the one car. It's the one car. The white car. We got one car. And so what they do is they'll take advertising money and they'll move it over to buy to mm. To lower the margin. To lower. Yeah. Gotcha. But that's the one car. It's okay. one of them and it's the white it's one. It's that one that's the, advertised. Or like there you is, were talking yeah. about the baby poop brown. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. That's been on the lot for, yeah. you know, yeah. 600 days and... and you know, we got to get it out of here, buy it, you know, get that advertised money, and it's the one car, and that's it. What's the longest time frame that a dealership has, you know, like where you said that it's been on the lot X amount of days? What's what's that breaking point where the dealership looks at it like, okay, we got to move inventory? That I don't know. Okay. I, I, I want to say I want to say it's in the 90 days or so. Oh, really? I that think so. That, wow. Yeah. That's yeah, short. We, yeah. I would think they'd because be there paying, at least. for it to sit there. Oh, you're paying wow. for it to sit on the lot. So then, if you don't sell, what does it do? Go back to, to no, 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 no. We 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 you gotta incentivize it to try to get it. They they incentivize it. them. To Bro, so there's a lot of cars being sold all the time. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Wow, wow I just yeah. don't see that. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. And that's one of the that's one of the things. So the wiggle room, it it, it just kind of depends. I, I I hate to be a, give you. So a I think you answer. mentioned to me before though that there's more wiggle room in a used car. Well, and then that, then then that's another one. That that it, because they're two different markets. They're two different things. So a, a used car, it depends on what you bought it for. You know, you may you may have bought it for really really good. Uh, you yeah. may have got it at an auction at a steal where it's right. like like nobody's bidding on this car, so our guy bought it, whatever. And then there's a bigger profit margin, so you can show a bigger discount hmm. because we bought it for so much less. Okay. You know, but then there's times where, say, we took in a trade and. For whatever reason, we had to pay more money than we really wanted to pay for that trade. Mm -hmm. But the only way to make the deal was to take the trade. To, no, we have to take the trade. Mm -hmm. the, the guy has to give that trade up. Right. And so you have to pay more money than you really want to. So now the profit margin has to be lower, mm -hmm. and we can't get any lower than what we paid for it because we can't really we can't lose yeah. money on the deal. So. Yeah. So then, is it easier to buy new or used? Because I know you you get rebates. I would say you know. Most people think it's the opposite, but it's new. If you can, you new is easier to buy because there's rebates, there's incentives, there's a, what's called a Savine rate. At least, and again, only through Ford. I only know about Ford. Uh, what they call Savine rates, and um, used cars. Most people will come in and go, "Well, you know, it's it's his first car, and we kind of we don't want to spend a lot of money, so we." We want to buy him. We want him to buy it himself because he's going off to college and blah blah blah. Right? Well, limited credit. You're going to buy a high mileage vehicle. Mm. Um, it, it's not going to be as easy for the bank to want to finance that that vehicle for somebody like that. In that new vehicles, because it's still a new vehicle, they can just you know, odds are they're going to they're going to put more money down. There's rebates. It's easier to get. Little, but a little bit also, more wiggle room. It, but then it also depends on the person too. So there's yeah. more. And does it look better though for the dealership to sell more new vehicles? There's different incentives. Yeah, there's different incentives from the manufacturer that that will that they want to sell. It depends on the time of year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Depends on the time of year wow. and what they've got That's going good on. To know. Yeah. I no, because I always say you know I mean the whole thing is you know use new cars as soon as you drive them off the lot it depreciates 
in value. So then you're it, like, it, it does, but it doesn't. It, it because the value of the car is the same. Mm -hmm. It's the what people. What I've learned is people will equate the the value of their loan to the value of the car. The value of the car hasn't changed. The value mm -hmm. of the car is the same. Because it's what the percentage you finance. Exactly. And your credit. Because it if you if you drive credit. off and you put no money down and you had a trade where you have what's called negative equity where you owed 20 but it's really only worth 17 and you rolled that extra three into your next loan well now you've taken three thousand mm. dollars and you piled it onto this onto loan. that one mm -hmm. so now you've taken a your your brand new thirty thousand dollar car and you've got Pushed you to thirty three thousand plus the fifty five hundred almost for the tax exactly. and license so now you're financing you, almost a forty thousand dollar car yeah, you've got a forty thousand dollar loan mm -hmm. on a thirty thousand dollar car that, yeah, you drive it off the lot, it's now a used car. Yeah. So maybe it did drop off a little bit in value mm -hmm. because you're not gonna sell it, but you're not gonna sell it for 40. Right. But people think that's what they see. They, they see yeah. the, the, the value of their loan is, oh, you know, it's $40,000. It's like, no, your car's not worth worth $40,000. You owe the bank $40,000. Yeah, because yeah. the way you your finance it. Your car's worth what it's uh, worth. Yeah. The car okay. does, the value of the car. So what dis depreciates more on the car? Is it the mileage? Like, yeah. So oh, the, the mileage is still the, the usage. number one, the sure. usage. Okay. Usage, yeah. And does it really like make a difference when they say, oh, well, these are highway miles Zero. versus city it's miles? Yes, huh? I knew yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Zero. Over the time, Adele and I were talking to the salesman and I knew he, I mean, I've been around the game for a long time, so I can read people pretty good. I can tell when they're full of shit. Sure. <laughs> this guy's like, oh, well, yeah, no, I, I knew the uh, the guy that traded it in, man. We were good friends, yeah. and, and he lived up, he, he worked in Sacramento, so those are all highway miles. I always, always ask, show me the highway odometer. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It has one. That's great. One odometer. Yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So it's, it's, it's the usage. Absolutely. Okay. It's in, in the value of the vehicle, it is the usage because there's less life left in that car. Yeah. Now, of course, you know. They're getting better. They're lasting longer. Technology is yeah. making you them. Can't, you also can't, you know, you, you can't get into a car with 50,000 miles that has french fries living in it you know <laughs> and and that soda's been spilled in it and right. there's tears in the seat right well just because it's fifty thousand miles doesn't mean it held any value right but if it's it's been well taken care of with lower miles of course it's going to be worth more there's more life left in it yeah, yeah. okay that's good to know there's a lot of insight yeah, a, lot there's of, a lot of bs lot of, that they i remember that a lot guy of too that we're finally you know the truths were told about that so sure. it's oh, good yeah, no those, it's good you know that that whole the whole you know, it, 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 it's, <laughs> i'm gonna tell him the next time i see him I'll be like hey bro where's the highway mileage uh, <laughs> the the right? sure, show me that one show me that old number <laughs> yeah it's, it's, maybe it's, it's in the engine that's what we gotta <laughs> oh, pop you know, up the hood it, it's it's crazy man <laughs> people think that they, they they've got so many misconceptions because their neighbor's uncle's best friend oh my gosh bro steel yeah, used to work on a car lot back in 1978. You know, for two months. Yeah, cars haven't <laughs> changed at all since then, man, at all. They're identical, man. They've never changed. And that's bro, that's the reason why, bro. I wanted to have you on our podcast because I'm just trying to tell you, like, it, your industry from the outside looking in, well, it's horrible. like, it's like horrible that reputation. that that it's house in your neighborhood yeah. that yeah. you, you kind of know what's going on, but you don't. Like, oh, it's you a know horrible what I mean? reputation, yeah. yeah. And it's not even the but reputation. It's just just. It's, it's just those stories of somebody, right? somebody, somebody and somebody and somebody in this, and then Absolutely. everybody knows, and they're like, oh, it's like, I don't it's know. like the bad dentist, right? You only hear about the bad dentist, oh, not the million good dentists. Sure. Exactly. It's the 11 3 rule. Yeah, no. yeah that's right. Sure. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. But it just shows that, you know, like, look, if you have somebody that wants to take care of their clients and bring value, you have somebody like Carlos sure. there that's been doing it as a profession. It's like anything else. Yeah. yeah. There, there's plenty of them. Right. But you got your knuckleheads that are just going to jack it up. And, and they're the ones you hear about. They're the yeah. ones you hear about. Sure. And they bring a bad name. Sure. <laughs> they, the and they do. They do. Yeah. But but the one of the reasons that I enjoy the business so much is because by not treating people that way, it makes it makes it easy. That's true. Right? That's because true. people people are now like, and and not to boast and brag because I don't like to do that, but I've had customers go, dude, I you know I deal with you because it's so much easier. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, I don't have to deal with the back and the forth yeah. and the this and the that. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. I've got a client of mine. They 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 buy numerous vehicles, and um, he tells me, he goes, man, I probably shouldn't tell you this. He's a farmer. He goes, I probably shouldn't tell you this. He goes, but I deal with you, man, because I dealt with. And he yeah. told me the dealership, another dealership here in town, and he goes, I go down there, and he's buying the car for his wife. 
So he's he's buying this vehicle. It's a big SUV, mm-hmm. the high end stuff, of of course, right? right? And he says, uh, so I tell the guy, I said, hey, this is the car I want. Do you still have it? And he says, the guy comes, well, you know, this and that, and back and forth and whatever. He goes, listen, dude. He goes, I, I'm not down here. I don't want to shop. Yeah, this is what I want. Tell me the price. Right. And I want to. I need to buy it because I need to buy this car for my wife, and I got to get back to doing what I do. Right. Right. So he says. Uh, the guy's like, oh, well, yeah, you know, let me look and see because I don't know and, you know, whatever. And he goes, okay, he goes, here's my number. Just call me tomorrow. Let me know. Let me know what it's going to cost me, and then I'll make the decision. He says, well, I, you know, I can't call you tomorrow because I'm off tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> and so he goes, oh, man. He says, dude, what I a rookie. He's just like, man, I just want to buy the car. Right. You're and like, so is now there somebody you, else that I can talk to? you got a guy who's just going, dude, I just want to buy a car. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want the back and forth. I right. don't just tell me the price of the car and let me leave and I'm going to write a check for it. Right. And that's what the guy was going to do. He was right. just going to He was ready to go. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, I, and so he says, yeah, you know, this and that. And, and I, said, I said, well, you know, he goes, see, you just make it easy, man. I just, because I probably shouldn't tell you that. And I said, ah, <laughs> it's not a big deal, man. I don't really, I'm not concerned <laughs> with that. But, but if you can, if you can separate yourself yeah. from, from the, the knuckleheads, then those guys, they, yeah. it's almost like they don't, they, they don't want to go back to that. Yeah. They don't want to go. Back. And not only that, bro, but we are creatures of habit. Oh, so if I know sure. I can go one place and get sure. one thing, sure. I'm comfortable with that. Sure. I'm going to continue to go back. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what you you know what you're treated like. Yeah, yeah. you know what to expect. You know what to expect. Yeah. And, and There's familiar familiarity. Sure. Right. And oh. trust, you know. And trust. Yeah. yeah, you have to you it's have huge. to have that stuff. Yeah, it's customer yeah. service, I mean, it's, basically. Yeah, when it comes down to it at the end of the day. Yeah. Bro, so we're finishing up. Where can we find you at? What's your contact information? What's your Instagram handle? What's uh? What's your blood? What's your what's blood your type? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to share my social media stuff for some. Okay, what's your social security number? What, you know, what's your foot size? My uh, well, I'm at I'm at Jim Burke Ford at uh, 2001 Oak Street here in Bakersfield. My direct line is 661-328-3642. My cell phone is 661-496-4049. Uh, email is C as in Carlos L O Z A N O at Burke Auto. Um, you know, any questions, any concerns, anything like that, man. Have That's your awesome. your uh, your listeners are welcome to ask me. And and I always offer, man. And, and I know it's a little bit oddballish, but even if they have a question and they don't have any interest in a Ford, they can call me and yeah. I'll give them an answer. I'll just go, hey, man, this is what it is, or this is. As best as I can, anyway. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and that's why it's good sure. to know people in the other industries. Oh, for sure. And then so. I've got, you know, I've got, I've got friends at other dealerships. So yeah, that's cool. You know? That's awesome. It's a great yeah, place. And so you guys, so just so you guys, but by Ford. Yeah, but by Ford. Well, just so you guys know, that's the reason why I wanted to have Carlos on on the podcast. And Adele and I were were kind of like, you know, well, what are good questions that we could ask? And you know, what well, if we were if, when we were in the market, or or when we are going to be in the market. What are things that we should know? So those are the reasons why I wanted to have Carlos uh, come down and take out some time out of his day again, bro. So I appreciate you coming yes, down. Yes, anytime, so much. anytime. And I can tell you guys right now, the the, the, the Carlos Lozano that is in our studio today is a refined version <laughs> of Carlos like Lozano. A, like, a, like Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> refined or... Uh, That's right. Unrefined uh, or whatever the hell they're uh, what is it, like is. Chicken wings, but a refined... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, delightfully well, tacky but unrefined yeah, deli- that's right <laughs> something like that yeah. that's, that, he should actually have that as his personal <laughs> slogan uh, but man thank you so much for coming down um, and taking some time out of your day bro anytime, and man. joining anytime us you guys and, honey, did you a lot today? yeah I learned a ton and I hope you guys learned a ton too and now it kind of clears those uh, questions everybody's leering what the, what's the real truth behind all those yeah. what really happened yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of misconception but again it, it's because of the it's like a, it's I'm sure it's like in your guys' yeah. industry. Absolutely. There's so much misinformation out there yeah. that... Yeah. We just want to clear the smoke. Yeah. 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 And people think that it's like, well, no, I know because of this and I know right. and I know. It's like, well, you don't really know. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, that's not hearsay. really true. Yeah. yeah. That's so, awesome. It's all hearsay. So, you guys, thank you guys for jumping so, uh, jumping on the uh, Power Couple Financial Podcast. Please do us a favor if you find our content valuable, useful, practicable, or practical... <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? Practical. Value. And, and if we bring value to the table, do us a favor. Subscribe, rate us, leave us a review because the more you do that, the, the, just the more viewings we get overall and the more people are, are able to actually find us on iTunes, Spotify, on Google Play. So 
With that being said, honey, are we done? Is there yeah, any other we're questions good. you want to ask? Thank you so Carlos, much again, you Carlos. Carlos, thing, you good? I'm good, man. Thanks no, for having me good. on. Awesome, you guys. Well, thank you guys for jumping on and uh, to the next podcast. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Power Couple Financial Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Ariel or Adela Gonzalez at Arrive Financial and Insurance Services. Call 661-636-6862 or visit them online at arrivefinancialservices.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services offered through Arrive Financial and Insurance Services. Ariel Gonzalez, Adela Gonzalez, and Arrive Financial and Insurance Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.